Hello everybody and happy Sunday. I am so excited to be back with you guys with another podcast um, episode. I hope that everybody had a good Sunday morning at church. I just got back from church and then going to the grocery store to pick up some food for this week, but I am so just refreshed and thankful that I attend a, a church. I attend Henderson First Assembly here in Kentucky. I'm thankful for our for my, my pastor who is willing to speak hard truths, um, that he's not just focused on tickling our ears and and making us feel all, all beautiful and great inside, but he's really wanting to hone in on the real, honest, real, raw truth of the Word of God, and I'm thankful for that. So as some of you know who have been following this podcast, and maybe some of you are new, but we are in a series about... Not just knowing about God, but knowing God. And we, we started off the series by precursoring it kind of by talking about things that we got to be careful of. Some things that have disguised themselves as being of God, but when you really look deep down into the surface of things, you know that it's not really of God. We talked about a very, very short list of things that we got to be careful of. There could be a long, exhaustive list that I could have given, but I just named a few, and I haven't decided whether or not I'm going to book in this um, this series and at the end talking about some more things that you got to be careful of. But um, we then talked about what is knowing, and we talked about different ways of knowing, um, scripture about knowing God. And then last week we talked about the word of God talked about that the the one of the biggest best ways to know God is to know the word of God to to study it to to live it to apply it to your life to let it transform you is one way that's one way the biggest way that God speaks to us about who he is and has spoken to us about who he is is through his word and I talked about how beautiful it is because I think about those that lived before there was a printed out, you know, leather bound Bible like I have in, in my hand right now. I think about those that lived before this existed and how, whew, like I couldn't imagine walking this walk with Christ without having the Bible and the Word of God. And I'm so, so, so thankful for it. And I mentioned this at the end of the podcast last week, but today we are going to talk about Knowing God by knowing who we are in Him and what He has called us to do. I don't believe that we can truly know who God is until we, we know um, who we are in Him. And I do want to, to make a note that I don't want everybody to, to be at the end of this podcast having heard all of this and feel puffed up. Oh, look at who I am. I'm awesome. I'm all these things. And, and, and going away with a sense of kind of pride and of, of, of a, a loftiness of like, look at who I am. I want to note that we are nothing apart from Christ. We are nothing apart from God. He brings worth and meaning and purpose to our life. So at the end of this, I want you to feel encouraged in who you are in Christ. So that way you can know him better by knowing who he is in your life, who he's called you to be, who he has said that you are. Then when, after this podcast, we'll get into um, two or three sessions of 
attributes of God, knowing who God is, and attributes that sometimes I think are overlooked are not or are not stated enough in in the church today uh, of who God is, and, or that are maybe even misunderstood attributes of who God is. But today, like I said, we're talking about knowing God by knowing who we are in Him and what He has called us to do. So we are going to look at um, 13 um, attributes of who we are in in God. And then we're going to look at six uh, big things that he has called us to do based off who we are in him. So the first thing that I, that I wanted to touch on is we are a child of God. Galatians. Let's turn to the book of Galatians. We're going to be all over in scripture today because the Bible from, from cover to cover, you know, is, is chock full of scripture that talks about who we are in Christ. And so I didn't just want to, to hone in on any one particular scripture, but I wanted to, to look um, at the Bible as a whole and, and really study who it says that we are in him. So if you go to Galatians 3, chapter 3, verse 26, it states, You are all sons of God by faith in Christ Jesus. He has called us as sons and daughters of God. And that is so significant. Verse, uh, uh, chapter 4 in, in the book of Galatians, uh, verse 7 states, Therefore you are no longer a servant but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. So we are called children of the Most High God, that is huge to understand that we have been adopted into the family. We have been adopted into the family of God. We have been adopted into the family. We are no longer outsiders looking in, but we are inside the family of God. We have been adopted in. And I find this to be a beautiful thing. I work um, for a private foster care agency here in the state of Kentucky, and um, I work with, with, with foster kiddos, and, and uh, we have had a significant um, peak recently of, of kids that are on their way of getting, getting adopted or, or have gotten adopted. And it's, it's a beautiful story about how um, when kids, you know, you know, come into care, sometimes they feel like they do not belong, like they feel out of place. They feel like they don't have um, a niche, if you will, in, in, in this world. But something significant happens when they get adopted, when they get to take on the last name of the family that they're being adopted by, when they get to, to say, oh, I have a mommy and a daddy now. It's so interesting. And you know what? We were all orphans, uh, spiritually orphans. But then when we called upon the name of the Lord, we became children of God. And that's significant. The next thing that we are is we are blessed. So one of my favorite scriptures, something that honestly I have been reading this, this passage of, of, of scripture over and over and over again. Um, because it has spoken so highly to me. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 verses I'm going to read verses 3 and 4 it says blessed be the God of and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ 
just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless before him in love. We are blessed. It says, blessed be the Father, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. We are blessed. That is who we are. God is the giver of all blessings, and he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. We are blessed. We are blessed. You know, sometimes, you know, you don't always feel blessed. I get that because it's so easy to get get wrapped up in day-to-day life and, and, and circumstances that are going on in your life and you're, you're, you're having struggles and it's so easy to feel like, oh, man, I'm not blessed. For me personally right now, I'm dealing with a shoulder injury. I've uh, separated my AC joint and my shoulder has been giving me fits. And when I'm around, like my foster kiddos, for example, I have to wear a sling so that way none of them jump on me and possibly injure my shoulder any worse. And, and it has been a frustrating road and path having to walk through as I'm going through physical therapy and hoping that that helps so I don't have to have surgery on my shoulder. And and uh, there's been days where I wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, my shoulder's hurting again. Like, I'm just in this grumbling mood and, 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 and I forget to stop sometimes and be like, but you know what? I am blessed. I am blessed because you know what? I could be out of work for six weeks, but no, I can still do my job. Is it frustrating doing things one-handed sometimes when I have my arm in a sling? Absolutely. But you know what? I'm blessed. And so we have to look back beyond our circumstances, understand that because of him, we are blessed. That is who we are. We are blessed beings. That is who we are in him. The third thing that we can talk about that we are is we are alive, alive in Christ. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 and 5 state, But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love, which he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. He has made us alive. Before we knew him, before we knew him, even when we knew about him, but but once we knew him and, 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 and were known by him, if you will, we've been known by him from the moment of conception, even before that, he knew us. He knew who we were going to be. He, he knew what he had, was going to call us to do. But when we knew him, we became alive. We became alive with Christ, you know. Just like he, 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 he died on the cross to, 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 to wipe away our sin. And he became alive so that way we can live and be alive with him. Free from sin. Free from shame. Free from guilt. Another thing that we are in Christ is we are loved. One of my favorite scriptures that has spoken to me in my lifetime has been Romans chapter 8. And I know that a lot of Christians can quote this. It says, it says in verse 38, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, Neither things present nor things to come, neither height nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate us from his love. Nothing can separate us from his love. Yes, does he get frustrated with us sometimes when we are caught up in sin? Absolutely, but he loves us. 
because he is love. What is the next thing that we can know that we are? It's precious. We are precious in his sight. We're going to go to the book of Isaiah, getting into the Old Testament. Isaiah chapter 43. I love the book of Isaiah. Such beautiful language. But Isaiah 43, verse 4 says, Since you were precious in my sight, you have been honored and I have loved you. Therefore, I will give men for you and people for your life. Since you are precious in my sight, we are precious in his sight. When he looks at us, it's a beautiful thing. When he looks at us, he doesn't see our sin that we have committed in our past. He doesn't see um, just the places in our life, you know, that need to be fixed. But he sees a precious being whom he would do anything for. We are precious in his sight. We are precious in his sight. And that is a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing, you know. The Bible is like one big long love story of how God loves us. Loves us. Loves us. Gave his his one and only for us. The greatest act of love. The next thing that we can talk about who we are in Christ. And, and, and I want to stop right there and say, I think for today we're just going to talk about who we are in Christ. And the next we're going, to, we're going to talk about what he has called us to do. Because I've noticed that we're already 14 minutes in. And I'm... Uh, not even halfway through with the list of who we are in Christ. So we're, we're going to change it up a little bit and do who he's called us to be, I think, in, in the next episode to not make this one, you know, too long. But I, I, I want to, to note that this one is a significant one. It says um, that we are the branches. So um, this is what um, John chapter 15 verses 1 through 5 says. It says, I am the true vine. This is, this is Jesus. And my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that bears no fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean to the word which I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I am in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it remains in the vine. Neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who remains in me and I in him bear much fruit, for without me you can do nothing we are the branches which means that we are in him we are connected to him if you think about the vine the vine is 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 the solid solid structure the branches kind of uh, branch out they they go out from the vine we are rooted in christ he is the vine we are the branches and we're going to talk you know next week when we talk about who we're called to be we're called to bear fruit this is going to be something that we're going to talk about and that scripture talks about how, you know, the, the branches, you know, bear fruit. And we'll talk about that further. But we need to know that we are in him. That we abide in him. We are connected to him. And apart from him, we are nothing. Knowing who God is. He is the vine. The solid rock. We are the branches. The next thing that I want to talk about, and I think it's important uh, for, for all of us to know this, especially in the, the day and the hour in which we are living in. Number seven, we are understood. 
and and, and I kind of just want to want to talk about that in a minute before I read the verse. You know, one of the the things that I hear hear most from from non-believers and and um um in our world today, it's it's a topic of discussion is is about being understood a lot of people feel like they're misunderstood they believe they feel like their beliefs are misunderstood they feel like um their their hearts and are, are is misunderstood their their creativity is misunderstood um a lot of, of different people groups in our world you know are talking about being misunderstood um one of the the groups that i'm thinking about and and, and you know my my uh, beliefs and the, the biblical truth that homosexuality is sin and this whole pride movement uh homosexuals lesbians and and increasingly increasingly exponentially increasingly transgender people say i feel so misunderstood You know, and that's something that's an innate kind of quality in humans is that we want to be understood. We want people to understand us because if we're understood, that understanding is, is paramount to, to connection and to feeling connected and to not feeling alone is to be understood. And I, I don't know why I'm going into this. I just feel allowed to go into this. Jesus was not understood by the world. He was so misunderstood by the world. That's kind of what led, part of what led to the crucifixion of Jesus. Is people were misunderstanding and misinterpreting what he was doing. Misinterpreting who he was. Jesus is not a stranger to being misunderstood. He had experienced that so much in his life. And I don't know about you, but as a believer, I do not care if the world understands me. I don't care if the world understands why I do what I do, why I am who I am. I want to be understood by God. That's who I want to be understood by. Um, one of the things that, that, that I find hilarious is I have coworkers and I have people in my life that are like, oh my gosh, Melissa, you're so sweet. You're so giving. My love language, how I express my love to other people is by buying things for them, by giving to them. I'm very giving. I will offer to pay for your lunch probably 90% of the time because that's just my love. The way that I spread love is by giving. The way that I spread love is by sacrificing of myself and of my time uh, for others. And a lot of people don't understand that. They don't understand that that's who I am, but that's only who I am because of the love that the Lord has bestowed upon me. I can therefore love and sacrifice for others. The world doesn't understand that. The, it, to the world, it does not make sense. But to God, it does. So the scripture that I, that I, that I chose for we are understood is Psalm 139. It says, Oh Lord, you have searched me and you have known me. You know when I sit down and when I get up, you understand my thoughts from far off. We are understood. At verse 3, it says, You search my path and my lying down and are aware of all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold the Lord, you know it fully. So we are understood, and we can even go further, we are known. Because, you know what, just like, God doesn't just know about us, He knows us. Because he, he wove us together, and we'll talk about that in, in just a few minutes, about how we were woven together. 
fearfully and wonderfully made. But he knows us. He understands us because he created us. And we need to have that same desire with our creator to really know him. And like I said at the beginning of this, I'm not saying that we're ever going to get to the point where we have arrived while, while we're this side of heaven. We're never going to get to the point where we know everything that there is to know about God. But that's why we have to continuously want to seek his face, continually want to get into to the word so we can know him more and more and more each day that we live here on this earth. The next thing that it says that we are is that we are treasured and we are special. We are treasured and we are special. We're going to look at a couple of scriptures on this. We are treasured, we are special. We're going to go to Exodus. Yes, I'm getting deep, deep, deep into the Old Testament. I love the Old Testament. I am not just a New Testament person that just preaches from, from, from the, the New Testament and forgets the Old. Absolutely not. I love digging into the Old Testament. Very much so good stuff. Exodus 19, verse 5 says, Now therefore, if you will faithfully obey my voice and keep my commandments, then you shall be my special possession out of all the nations. For all the earth is mine. And the Lord is saying this to Israel. He's saying to this to his people. And we've been adopted in. We've been grafted in. He says, Now therefore, if you will faithfully obey my voice and keep my commands, then you shall be my special possession we are his special possession we are his people we are special in his sight you know one of my favorite songs when i was in kids church jesus loves little children all the children of the world red and yellow black and white they are precious are special in his sight jesus loves little children of the world we are treasured we are precious. We are special to God because we are His. Then if you want to turn to, to 1 Peter. 1 Peter. Chapter 2, verses 9 and 10 states, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may declare the goodness of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. In times past you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. We are treasured by him. We are his chosen race. We are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession. We are treasured. We are special. We are His. The next one, and if this one does not get you excited and it does not pump you up, then I honestly don't know what will. But the next thing that I want to talk about that we are, we are citizens of heaven. One of the things, you know, 
I am a missionary at heart. Uh, most of you that know me know that I, I'm going to be going to Africa um, next year as, as a missionary associate to the Assemblies of God. And, and, and I, 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 I love missions and uh, love the Word of God. And, 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 and if this does not pump you up, then I, I don't know what will. And this is something that, 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 that as I've, I've researched other, other religions and, and searched um, specifically the, the Muslim faith because a lot of people in Senegal are of the Muslim faith and, and I've been trying to do my research and trying to read books of how to best minister uh, the gospel to, to, to Muslims. And, and one of the things is that, you know, and, and the Muslim faith, and I'm not going to get into it too much, but, but uh, what, what, what I, and I've heard this from a Muslim themselves. I, I had the opportunity one time to, to visit a mosque and, and to tour a mosque um, and everything. And I felt like I was sent there on, on assignment to minister to somebody. And as I was getting the tour and I was asking the tour guide who is Muslim himself, uh, kind of about, about what they believe in, and, 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 and they call it paradise instead of heaven. They, 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 there's paradise after one dies. And I was like, so how do you get to paradise? And he said, it's, it's kind of tricky. He said, you, you get good deed points throughout your life. You know, if you pray, you know, each of the, the five times a day or whatever that you're supposed to pray, you get a certain amount of deed points, uh, good deed points. If, if you pray with a certain amount of people in your group as you're praying, then you get another amount of good deed points. And then he was like, you do other things to, to get good deed points. And, and I was like, okay, so how many good deed points do you have to get in to make it to paradise? Because logically in my mind, that's where it was going. He was like, no, 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 you don't understand. Allah still makes that decision. He doesn't have a specific number. He's just at the end going to look at you and, and, and figure out and calculate how many good deed points you got. And he'll just decide if you've done enough to make it into paradise. And it's sad to me that they, 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 they have this belief and they serve in this, and I'm doing air quotes, lowercase g, God, because, of course, the only one true God is Jesus Christ himself. But they believe in this, quote-unquote, little g, God, but there's no hope. There's no security because they live their whole life trying to be good enough, but they never know if they're going to be. And, and the one thing that I love about our, our, our beliefs and the truth, because it's not just a set of beliefs, this is the truth, ultimate truth, the word of God, Jesus is the truth, is that we know that all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. So I don't have to live my life. If my, am, am I earning enough points to make it into heaven? Am I going to see the pearly gates and spend eternity with Jesus? I know that I am already a citizen of heaven. Philippians chapter 3 verses 20 through 21 But our citizenship is in heaven, from where also we await for our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our body of humiliation so that it may be conformed to his glorious body according to the working of his power even to subdue all things to himself but i love it it says but our citizenship is in heaven i am just a foreigner on this earth passing through to my final destination which is heaven heaven is my home and i can have confidence in that and that pumps me up that absolutely pumps me up i know who i am i am a citizen of heaven and, and it truly, like I said, it saddens me that there are other people out there who, who are following in these false gods. And, 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 and 
they're ho they're 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 hoping. Oh, I hope, I hope, I hope I do enough. I can sit back knowing, hey, and re- sit back and re- I'd say I can sit back and relax. Of course, we we uh, our faith is not by works, but of course, out of our faith, we do do good works. But I can relax at the end of the day knowing, guess what? If I should die before I wake, he says, I pray the Lord my soul to take. If I should die before I wake, I know that I'm going to be way better off, dude, because you know what? I am a citizen of heaven. This world is not my home. The next thing that, that we know that we are in Christ is a new creation. Looking at the book of Ephesians, we can look at Ephesians 4.24, which states, not 4.24, wow, 4, 2 through 4, um, Let's see here. Go back to Ephesians. Sorry about that. All right. Ephesians 4.24. I had to write the first time. It says. And that you put on the new nature, which was created according to God in righteousness and true holiness. We uh, even going for, uh, back, it says in verse 23, and be renewed in the, the spirit of your minds and that you put on the new nature. He's giving us. We are a new creation. We are a new nature, which is created according to God in righteousness and true holiness. We no longer live by the old sinful nature, but we live as new creations in Christ. If you go to 2 Corinthians. Second Corinthians. Chapter 5. Verse 17, it says, Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Look, all things have become new. I am so thankful that I'm not who I once was. That I am no longer a slave to sin, but I am alive in Christ. I I am grateful that I am no longer a spiritual orphan, but I have been adopted into the family of God. I... I am, 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 am excited that I am blessed, that I am loved, that I am precious, that I am understood, that I am a treasure, that I am a conqueror and co-heir with Christ. Because I am a new creation in Christ, that new creation, and I own that new creation. I'm going to own it with my life. I'm going to live out that that new nature. The old sinful nature has has shed off like a snake sheds its skin, and I've clothed myself in righteousness and in the new nature of who he's created to me to be. The next thing, we have two more things that we're going to talk about. Eh, three more things that we are going to talk about that we are in Christ. We are fearfully and we are wonderfully made. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. If you look at the book of Psalm, I love the book of Psalm. I love it so, 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 so much. And one of my favorite, favorite chapters in the book of Psalm is Psalm 139. And we've already looked at Psalm 139 once today, but we're going to look at it again. Psalm 139, verses 13 through 15, it states, My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and intricately put together in the lowest parts of the earth. It says, 
You brought my inner parts into being. You wove me in my mother's womb. I will praise you. You made me fearfully and wonderfully. Marvelous are your works, and you know me completely. He knows us completely. We are fearfully and we are wonderfully made before we were even conceived, before we were even thought of by our earthly parents. He was was dreaming about us. He was thinking about us. He knew who we are, and we were fearfully and wonderfully woven together in our mother's womb. And 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 I'm going to get on a little bit of a sidetrack here, but that's why I just despise abortion so much. Number one, it's murder, and thou shalt not kill, one of the Ten Commandments. But the thing about it is, is that God knew us even before we were in our mother's rooms, before the moment of conception. The Lord knew us. We were fearfully and wonderfully made. And, and people want to end that? You know what? No, no, no. We were created for a purpose, and, and every being is created for a purpose, and I never want abortion to be okay in my eyes because it's murder, because you know what? We were fearfully and wonderfully made because no matter what our genes say that we're going to turn out to be, the Lord is the ultimate healer, and we are new creations in Christ. All right, two more things that we're going to talk about that we are in Christ before we end this podcast is we are set apart. We're going to read two scriptures for this. We're going to go to the book of Jeremiah. For those of you that don't know, Jeremiah was a prophet. It says in Jeremiah 1.5, Before I formed you in the, in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I sanctified you. And I ordained you, a prophet, to the nations. He set us apart. And he was talking about... Um, and this um, is the commissioning of Jeremiah and the Lord's telling him before you were even conceived in your mother's womb I had set you apart I knew what I had called you to do and God has a specific calling for each and every one of us he has set us apart from this world to be his ambassadors to be his disciples even before we were conceived we were set apart for his purposes and then if you go to Hebrews chapter 10, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 10, it states, By this we will know we have been sanctified uh, through the offering of the body of Christ once for all. We were sanctified through the offering of the body of Christ once for all. He set us apart once and for all. For his purposes, for his glory, he has set us apart. And then we can look at the book of Deuteronomy too. Because again, I believe it's important for us to see that this was happening even before New Testament time. That this is stuff that's happening in the Old Testament here. Book of Deuteronomy chapter 14. Chapter 14, verse 2. For you are a holy people to the Lord, your God, and the Lord has chosen you to be a particular people to himself, treasured above all the nations uh, that the earth that are on the earth. 
So he's talking to the, to the people of Israel Hill, but it Israel Hill, but it says the Lord has chosen you to be a particular people, a particular people, a set apart people for Christ. We have been set apart. And the last thing that I wanted to talk about before we end this podcast today is that we are free. We are free. That's who we are in Christ. We are no longer bound by the sin that was so easily entangling us. We are no longer bound by the sinful nature. We're no longer bound by chains, but we are set free in Christ. We are set free in Christ. We are set free in Christ. The chains are no longer bound by us. The chains are being broken off of us. They have been, and we are free. Free to live for Him. Free to worship Him. Free to be His. It says in Romans chapter 8, verse 2, it says, For the law of the Spirit of Christ, Jesus, has set me free from the law of sin and death. We have been set free from the law of sin and death. Uh, the Bible also says in, in, in the book of John, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Now, I, I want to make a note that, that when it says that we are free, it's not that we are free to do anything that we want. Oh my goodness, I'm no longer bound by chains. Like, I can, I can, I can do whatever I want now. It's not like you know, getting out of prison and having that sense of, like, I could do whatever I want now. I don't have to listen to these officers anymore. I am not bound anymore. Like, let's go and live wild lives. We are free. Free to love God. Free to worship Him. Free to be who we are called to be in Him. Free to share His love. No longer bound by who we once were, but we are set free to do His will for our lives. It's important, so, so important that we know that who we are in Him. It's so important. Part of knowing Him is knowing who we are in Him. Who He created us to be. Now, not just what He's created us to do, but who He has created us to be. It is so important for us to know that. Who He has created us to be. And, and, and this list that I gave today is not the exhaustive list. It's not everything that, that he's, he's called us. We have been, we are redeemed. We are sanctified. We are um, more than conquerors. We are co-heirs with Christ. There, there are, are a dozen and, and more things that I could have said that we are in Christ. This was just a list that was laid upon my heart to speak about today but it is so important that we know who we are in him it helps us to understand who he is by who he has created us to be and next week we're going to talk about knowing who he is by what he has called us to do but we're already getting in, 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 into that that 40 minute mark and so i just want to pray to end this but i my my, my heart is is like i said not that you would walk away from this being pumped up in yourself being prideful in who you are, but that you would be humbled. Like, oh my gosh, I'm this and this and this. Not of my own, 
strength and my own doing, but because of Christ and what he did and who he is. So dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you, God, that you have given us your word, God, and that your word tells us who we are. That that's a way that we can know you is by knowing who we are in you. And Father God, I pray for everybody who is listening to this podcast, who's going to listen to this podcast in the weeks to come. Father God, I pray, God, that they would discover who they are in you, that as they are discovering who you are, and as they are getting to know who you are, not just about you, but know you, God, that they would know who they are in you. God, and I just thank you that you have set us apart. I'm thankful that you call us yours chosen and and, and set apart and, 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 and treasured and special. That we are free. That we're redeemed. That we're understood. That we're blessed. I'm thankful for all those things, Jesus. Thankful for who you are. I'm thankful for this journey that we're taking together to get to know who you are more. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me today. My name is Melissa, and I am just excited to to share what God has placed on my heart with you all through this podcast, Ain't That the Truth. And I hope that you guys have a wonderful week. And next week, like I said, we're going to get into who we're called to be. And specifically what we're called to do is what we're going to look at next week. And so uh, this week, I just pray that, that, that you guys have blessed weeks, that you uh, minister to people that are around you, that you dig into the word, and that you have fruitful weeks. So I will see you guys next week.